0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got an awesome story of compliance that ended up getting the person a higher salary. But first, a story from Representative Elk90, snob instructor, and poor student. A friend recently reminded me of an incident from a while back. About a dozen years ago, I was on an outdoor safety training course, canoeing or kayaking or something related. The instructor was being a bit of a jerk and going on about buying the best equipment possible and that money should not be an excuse. Later, he took out his fancy knife, told us about its costs, about its features, and his favorite parts. He spent ages talking about the way it was forged, the type of metal, how it was honed, blah blah blah. Then he asked everyone to do the same. Awkwardly, everyone complied and talked through their knife. He would then provide feedback to them and tell them what was wrong with their knife. Finally my turn rolled around, I was a broke student and my knife was from the bargain bin but was carefully chosen for its task, an emergency. I pulled it out and then proceeded to provide great detail about the knife, first explaining that the front half had a sharp blade that was great for cutting cheese, to spread mayonnaise or butter or sharpen a stick. The back half was serrated, this was great for cutting overripe tomatoes or rope the strange hook on the front was great for opening plastic packaging the blade length was great for cutting open the bread roll in one cut the toggle was useful for holding sunglasses and providing access in an emergency the hard plastic handle was heat resistant when i needed to quickly rescue a fallen sausage from the raging fire finally stating that the price was great because if it was ever lost or damaged i could easily replace it everyone laughed except the instructor he was enraged first picking on that i used it day to day i simply told him i could resharpen it then picking on that it may be damaged when i need it for a real emergency what's the point of equipment you don't use this went on for a while finally we arrived at quickly sticking it in the fire to save the fallen sausage he was worried that i could change the temper and it would break finally this interaction drew to a close after about 15 years I still have this knife, the blade's sharp and the handle's undamaged. It goes on every one of my adventures. In a weird way, this is kind of a cute story of, of growing really fond of a cheapo knife that he picked up in a bargain bin. Would you guys agree more with the instructor's mindset about this or OP's mindset? Were the instructors more of the don't waste any money by the top of the line for this emergency equipment? Nop's more on the side of, as long as it works and does everything you need to do, it's fine. Let me know which side you would fall on in the comments down below. Our next story is from Links in Your Sinks. Grocery store nonsense. This happened a few years back. I worked for a large grocery chain for 12 years. In that time, I worked all holidays, came in early, stayed late, rarely called out sick, and came in on my days off. I was treated like complete dirt near the tail end of my time there when we'd gotten a new co-manager at the store. He acted like I wasn't a team player. He stalked my Facebook if I called out sick, trying to catch me in a lie. Since he was used to me coming in and working when I was sick most of the time, which I know is completely terrible in and of itself, in those rare occasions that I would call out, he tried to require me to have a doctor's note to excuse the one day I would miss. All while this is happening, people would come in late with no call, be no call no shows, and be out sick for weeks with management knowing full well that these people would be on vacation. All this with zero disciplinary action. Cue malicious compliance number one. The store started cracking down hard on overtime, so they were used to me coming in early and staying late to make sure all tasks were completed with no complaints from management, since it meant that it freed up other people, themselves included, from having to do the work. My department, which was just me, was constantly praised by corporate at being the best-looking and cared-for department they had seen in the entire Northwest. I took pride in my job and what I did but this soon became me working just my scheduled hours. It resulted in incorrect orders, a fall behind in keeping the shelves stocked, and a massive amount of overstock adding up in the back room. People that were clueless as to what we had in the back room were tasked with fulfilling my orders and ordering things they thought we needed but did not. It quickly became a crap show. They started letting me come in whenever I wanted and staying as long as necessary after about a month of fall behind. Cue malicious compliance number 2. I was really tired of being treated so poorly for the amount of time and effort I put into making my department perfect. I applied at a company that my friend had been trying to get me to come to for the last 5 years. Wasn't expecting to get the job as I had very little experience in that company. Since most of my working career was at a grocery store, but I figured, hey, the worst that would happen is I wouldn't get it and still have a full-time job with my current employer. Well, they absolutely loved me and quickly hired me on full-time. I put in a notice at the store that I'd accepted a job elsewhere, but was willing to stay there part-time to train whomever they hired to take my spot. Five months go by and they hadn't even posted my position. They did nothing to fill my place. I ended up putting my two weeks notice in, as I was so burned out working 60 plus hours a week with my two jobs, with no scheduled days off between the two, I made sure that I was available to the grocery store for a huge holiday, and my last day would be the day after. This lovely co-manager mentioned earlier thought he was hurting me by not scheduling me for the last week of my notice, which this holiday fell in. Other management tried to backtrack this move and tried to get me to come in anyway, but alas, the schedule had been posted, and as per union guidelines, they can't change your schedule once posted without consent from the employee. I shrugged at the co-manager and said, sorry, I wasn't on the schedule, so I made plans with my family since I hadn't had this holiday off for years. The rest of management was furious at this guy for trying to pull this power move, which blew up in his face. I cashed out my banked vacation time before leaving, which only capped out at 3 weeks pay, but still, it was my final freak you. I hear from old friends and colleagues that this co-manager was demoted to a clerk in a small department. I work now for a far superior company, who values their employees and compensates hard work. I had taken a huge pay cut when I took on this new position, but within 3 years? I was making more than I'd been making in 12 years at the grocery store. Biannual bonuses, paid vacation, a massive amount of paid sick and vacation time, and a considerable amount of less stress. You don't know how frustrating it is to hear these stories where you have this superstar worker that is for all intents and purposes okay doing some serious heavy lifting. And these managers are so bad at their job or not wanting to recognize how good their workers are so they essentially run this person out and surprise their whole department just craters you can honestly learn some good lessons about leadership from stories like this this next story is from ancient educator 76 don't lie to the customers buzzkill bill versus captain Smartbutt. enter yet another chapter of the smart butt chronicles so I, me, Captain Smart Butt, am taking an order from customer number 232 for the day, and I've been standing in the same 3 foot by 2 foot rectangle of space, back to back with another set of butt cheeks rubbing against mine, unwillingly, my colleagues, as if to further punctuate an already unsubtle statement communicating how cramped it really is at the drive through window. I've been standing in the same space for longer than I ever do as an Algebra 1 teacher, my day job. When I teach, I have to hold my pee for long periods of time, epochs even, but I move around the classroom and sweat it out. I don't have that opportunity at the register, brow sweat notwithstanding. I'm all but doing a hybrid of the pee dance and the hokey pokey. You hold your urine in, don't let your urine out. You hold your urine in and you shut your freaking mouth. If you think you got a right to a freaking clown, that's what it's all about. When I gotta go this bad, I get weird. Like, if we let Y represent how weird I behave and X represent how badly I need to pee in terms of minutes past pee time, the equation would be as follows. Y equals 5X plus 10. Because let's face it, I started off a little weird to begin with, that's why the equation starts at plus 10. So here I am talking to a stranger I'm speaking to as if I've known him for a lifetime, rattling off the Powerade flavors he so quizzically inquired about. And I could just tell by this guy's vocal demeanor that he had a sense of humor. So I have a little fun with the myriad of flavors available. We have orange, cherry, raspberry, avocado, grape, lime, strawberry, lemon and fruit punch. I really didn't think he was going to notice my inventing a flavor, but almost as if on cue he sputters, did you say avocado? He seemed equally excited and entertained by the prospect of such a flavor. So much so that I'm sure he'd have ordered it out of sheer curiosity, but alas, enter Buzzkill Bill. My night manager, who's listening to the orders along with the rest of us, who thinks he's the word police, like I have some telemarketing script, I don't, we totally don't, pipes in through the buddy system button, where employees can talk to each other, unheard by customers, and starts to chide me, eventually saying, OP, don't lie to the customer. Enter, oh god, finally, malicious compliance. I get the novel idea to decide, as I'm about to cough or fart, one of the two, and either of those will start a river of pee of flowing to tell the truth, do you know, not lie. I then say to the best customer I've had in a while, hey, since you ordered light ice, they're going to make me fill up the remaining space with water. Is that okay? Oh, and also, sorry if I'm weird, man. I've had a piece since 6.30. It's now 9.38. Not gonna lie. The guy retorts, yeah, bro, thanks. Please don't do that. All soda and ice if you can. I'll pay extra. Plus, after I get to the window, you better go to the restroom right after, man. But wait if you can. I say I'll be here. I don't know how or by what miracle my manager did not hear me say that last part, but before I knew it, the guy was talking to me, asking how life was going and gave me a $20 tip. If I didn't know better, I'd swear it was Theo Vaughn. I thanked him immensely, had a laugh about everything, and walked away thankful that things ended the way they did. Speaking of ends, I split the tip with my butt partner. Buzzkill Bill got word that we got a tip after all that, and he was fuming. The kind of anger that can only spawn from a total buzzkill. TLDR, I finally got to pee and got 10 bucks to boot. I just had to include that TLDR in there at the end. Also, I'm not going to lie, that algebra equation went right over my head. I'm going to be honest, in high school, I didn't pay attention in algebra and I'm probably not going to be able to pay attention now. Math is not my strong suit. And our final story of the days by RazzaDaza117, Full day OT only? Many years ago, I worked as an engineer repairing retail customer PCs. Our team was small and there were often times when the amount of PCs needing repair was more than the team could get through during the normal hours. In these circumstances, we were allowed voluntary overtime on Saturday and would get time and a half for it. The rules for the overtime are flexible. We could start when we wanted and finish when we wanted and would get paid for each full 60 minutes we were clocked in for. Back then, my girlfriend, now wife, used to work until 2 p.m. on a Saturday, so I would go in for 9.30 a.m. and leave at 1.30 p.m., giving me plenty of time to pick her up. This worked out great for everyone. However, the company structure was a little strange, with the front-facing customer service under the management of one director and the back of house, including my team, under the management of another, and they despised each other, constantly trying to cause each other problems. And of course, the workers were always caught in the middle. One fateful Saturday, I was working and noticed the front-facing director walk up, see that I was there, and move on without saying anything. I didn't think anything of it, and a short while later left at 1.30 as normal. I got in as normal on Monday to find I had a meeting request for my director. Confused, I attended the meeting and found both my director and the front director also there. Turns out the front director had arranged for a customer to bring in their PC for an urgent repair on Saturday, having confirmed I was there to fix it. On the spot repairs were very rare, reserved for only the most problematic or highest spending customers. Me not being there to look at it had caused the customer to have a meltdown in the shop in front of many other customers. Of course, the front director took the opportunity to bring this up with the MD to get one up on my director leading to the Monday meeting, where she was out for my blood. Luckily, as the overtime rules for our department were clear, and I followed them, there was no direct action taken against me, with my director supporting me. However, one thing that did come from this was that we lost our flexible overtime. From that point on, if we wanted to do overtime on a Saturday, we must be there for the whole day. As I wasn't willing to lose my entire Saturday, overtime stopped. It took less than a month for the department's backlog to hit over a hundred units. Our target was to have less than 15 at the end of each day. I'd originally wondered why my director didn't put up a fight when the new rule was set, but it didn't take long to see the number of customer service complaints and call waiting times skyrocket, all of which was the front director's responsibility. Not long after, my director approached me smiling to let me know that the front director had gone to the MD. First to try to force us to do overtime, and when that failed, beg for the new rule to be removed. So the next Saturday, I was back earning a little extra cash, and that director didn't try to screw around with our hours again. Sometimes you just gotta let them fail, you know? Like, if you know that they're gonna make a total mess up, sometimes you gotta just let them make that total mess up. Let it be revealed that they're not full of great ideas all the time. Maybe it'll humble them.